Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's episode of Asking for a Friend, where we tackle your biggest questions and deep dive into the experiences we're going through in our own lives. I don't know about you guys, but I am very, very far from having kids, lol, but I do think about it constantly. I really want to have kids and a lot of my friends are starting to family plan right now, go through fertility journeys, they're starting to have kids and it's pretty Mm -hmm. nerve wracking when you just don't know what the fuck is up and what being pregnant is like and what that whole process is. But luckily for us, Kaylin has walked so that we may run and she she went ahead and (laughs) and got knocked up and had the cutest baby in the entire world so we now have a resident expert on all things motherhood and we're going to do a lot more parenting advice episodes in the future but today we wanted to just kind of start from the beginning and dive deep on what it's actually like to be pregnant and go through those nine months the highs and the lows and Kaylin is going to dish on the good the bad and the ugly. I sure am. And okay, I'm by no means the expert on this subject, but I am just so, so, so excited to be finally talking about this and opening up about this crazy chapter of my life that women also go through and have been going through for hundreds, thousands of years. So very excited. This is going to be a totally like unfiltered, honest, what to expect when you're expecting episode. Like I'm going to be as honest as I can, spill the tea on my personal experiences and answer some questions that some of you submitted on Instagram about your worries, what you're excited about, all the things. So I'm just, I'm excited. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. When did you know that you were ready to start trying for a baby? Gabe and I kind of sat down and realized, okay, we're in a good spot financially. We're in a good spot with our careers And we had just moved into a slightly bigger apartment, so we actually had the physical space. And I think we were just at a point where we were like, okay, I think we're ready to take on a little bit more responsibility. I will say, it's not the same, but it's very similar. We had gotten Rio, our dog, yes, six months before, almost a year before. And that was like a really, really good first trial test of what it's like to have a shared responsibility with your partner and really to just be taking care of something other than yourself. So if you're thinking about it and you want to like dip your toe, get a dog. I also feel like you had the classic like bingo game COVID trajectory. It was like moved from condo to house, got a dog, (laughs) got pregnant, made some banana bread. It was like check, 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 check. (laughs) Check, 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 check. I did. I did. I was the quintessential COVID girly. We got some shit done. But I will say, though, I don't think I fully realized the magnitude of responsibility of having a baby until Mia was like almost a year old. I know that's that's wild. And you're going to be like, what the shit are you talking about? But it was when we went on a vacation to Mexico. It was the first time Gabe and I were like, oh, wow, our life is different. This trip is very different. This isn't the romantic getaway we thought it was going to be like you should know going into family planning that things will change. As much as you want to be the strong, independent parent of like, my life's not going to change. I'm still going to do me. Yes, try to incorporate that, but also be very realistic of the fact that it's going to change your life. Especially listening to some of the episodes that we've been having lately with experts. Um, We just talked attachment styles with Jess Baum and the influence and impact of 
a parent's stress level, whether they have anxiety, yes. whether they're present, their workload, all of those things literally factor in during pregnancy and the first year of a baby's life. But yeah. if you're not in a great position to have a baby yet, know that that bad position that you might be in is going to influence them greatly. Get, get your shit sorted get your shit first together. if you can. Get your <laughs> yeah. shit together first because let's not experiment with babies and like fuck them up for life. No, no. Also make sure that your relationship with your partner, if you're choosing to do this with a partner, is in a really strong, secure place. A baby is not a Band-Aid. <laughs> a baby is literally the worst Band-Aid you could put on something. It's going to test your marriage. And again, maybe that's an episode for another day, but it's not going to be the easiest thing to navigate together and you will have ups and downs and there will be fights and arguments and you're going to like have to figure out your parenting styles together which is also a conversation yeah. you should have uh before the baby but it is and the stakes are so high oh, like yeah. if you're if you're having issues over like low stakes things now imagine raising an entire freaking person together the stakes yeah. couldn't be higher yeah make sure you, like you've got kind of like the basics nailed down relationship wise your own mental health you know if you're going to be a working parent you've got boundaries in place I mean I will say I got way better at setting boundaries since having Mia because I have no mm. choice like she she is always going to come first no matter what but making sure you kind of have those things in check first is a great place to start so what was it like first finding out that you were pregnant like how did you this may seem like a really dumb question of how did you first know but like I'm genuinely curious if you were just like tracking and you missed your period or whether you were having symptoms first and you're like oh I should check like my my boobs hurt or something like how did that work and then like what did you do when you first found out okay I am one of the lucky ladies in the world that is very very regular with my period and I was literally one day late and I just had this like weird what? feeling that I was pregnant. I don't know how to describe it. I like nothing was hurting. I wasn't sick. There were no none of those like normal symptoms that people usually talk about. I just had this like weird tingly spidey sense that like I was pregnant. So literally that wow. day I, I had missed my period. I went to shoppers, took took two tests. They were both positive. I was at my mom's house at the time because my dad was going through some health issues. So I was just staying there to, to help out. So I wasn't even with Gabe and I tried FaceTiming him and he didn't pick up. And so I was just pacing in my room at my, at my parents' house. And I was like, what do I do? Do I tell my mom first? Do I wait for Gabe to pick up? Like, what do I do? What do oh I do? God. And oh I couldn't hold it in. So I went downstairs immediately and I was like, mom. And I just showed her the two tests and we both just started sobbing. And it was like the sweetest moment. I actually don't think I've ever told Gabe that I told my mom first. Sorry, hun. I love you. But yeah, my mom was the first to know. Well, he should have picked up. You should have <laughs> fucking picked up the phone. Wait, I didn't know that either. That's yeah. so nice. Your mom was the first one to know. That's beautiful. I know. It was There really is something nice. really beautiful about the person birthing you being the first one to find out. That is right? a beautiful cycle. It was really nice. And, I, and also because my dad was going through some health issues, it was like a really beautiful moment for my family because I actually found out the day after he had gone into the hospital for for a stem cell transplant and getting chemo and it was just the, this beautiful situation that happened to our family that was just shedding some extra positivity and my dad told me like it was kind of like something that guided him throughout his journey in the hospital oh. and it kind of like kept him going so it was it couldn't have happened at a better time 
it was it was perfect yeah that is so beautiful and then what the heck do you do like you're like okay i'm pregnant like literally what do you do like do you like call a doctor suddenly like change how you're eating like what like what then happened typically you should call your doctor because they'll want to do a blood test and just trace back to figure out what your actual due date is going to be and how far along you are in terms of like what you're eating like obviously immediately stop drinking i had the night before i had had a couple glasses of champagne with my mom and i was like freaking out about it but my doctor was like you're fine don't worry it's okay you found out so early too so yeah like yeah 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 but yes of course you want to make those like typical lifestyle changes if you're smoking weed don't smoke weed anymore but I will say I was really intense like I've talked to you about this my first trimester with food I was like if that shit isn't organic a vegetable a lean protein and like a fruit I'm not eating it and I was really really nervous you were really restrictive yeah I was a bit worried yeah I know and like the last thing you want to do is restrict nutrients to your body for your baby and I wasn't doing it for weight issues I was just yeah yeah overly paranoid yeah I don't even really know how I got over that I think I just did a lot of research online on like what is good for the baby to eat and obviously fruits and vegetables and stuff is good but you also need to like Man, this kid is going to be eating French fries off the bottom of our car in like a year and a half when they're born. So like hundred, it's okay to eat McDonald's as long as you're avoiding the shit that they should not have. Exactly, like live live your life. And you, I remember you got new um, like organic skincare and makeup and all that. Yeah, well, your skin is your biggest organ, right? So like whatever you're putting on your skin is easily going to absorb into your body. So you kind of want to make sure you're using more clean products it's also kind of fun to like get a whole new suite of things like I yeah I changed my skincare routine I changed my makeup I changed my uh, shampoos and conditioners I would not have even thought of doing that wow yeah yeah you don't have to you yeah yeah yeah. my doctor never said anything to me it was just something that I wanted to do as a new mom overly paranoid about what's going in my body that's something I did and then how did you decide like when to tell people that was hard because I feel like there's a lot of pressure to like wait until you get done all those those tests. But I am an open book and an overshare. So I was just like, fuck it. If anything happens, and the reason why they make you wait, just so you're aware, is you, you're, your highest risk for a miscarriage is typically in your first trimester in those first three months. So yeah. they say like, wait, just in case something happens. I, however, was of the mindset that if something were to happen, I would still want the support of my loved ones to be there for me I want them to be part of this journey and I'm going to need them regardless so I just I couldn't wait I was so excited I wanted everyone to know I fucking hate secrets and surprises so I was an open book obviously it's totally up to everyone what they want to do and a lot of people are more private but I really appreciated that you did that because it made it very I'd only ever seen people model the announce at three months and Mm -hmm. I for myself don't agree with that because I feel in my opinion that it is like reflective of this shame that has been forced upon women where like you wouldn't want anyone to know that something bad happened or it's going to be shameful and you're going to have this terrible thing hanging over you and everyone's going to know I'm like yo I want everyone to know if something shitty happens so that they can support me and understand that this is common I just would want to have a village around me and the same people I would want to share a pregnancy with are the same people I would want by my side if I lost a pregnancy and so I totally respected your decision to share that pretty pretty damn early and I was glad to be a part of that but also if you're just really private and don't want people in your business you don't need to share so totally up to you but I am loving that people are starting to like replace this idea of don't tell anyone because it it's like the mother's fault if something happens and then there's shame no fuck it's, that 
it's so stupid and like enough with these fucking rules about what people can and can't do with with their news and their bodies like to your point do whatever you feel like doing if you don't want to tell anyone until that baby fucking pops out of your vagina that's also totally fine like you do you they'll probably know because it's hard to hide a belly but you know what yeah totally totally your choice Okay, and then on the flip side, when it comes to work, mm-hmm. how do you manage approaching your bosses and your company about pregnancy? Um, I know that's really stressful for a lot mm-hmm. of women who are just like, I don't want to lose traction at work, and I don't yeah. want people to be like, oh, way to time it to our, you know. So how do you how do you go about that? So this is a this is the tough one, and I think this also kind of ladders up to like that whole three month rule that people try to follow before they tell their friends and family. The same thing applies to work. You are, for the most part, at least what I know for Canada, you are not legally obligated to tell your employer that you are pregnant until I think like two weeks before you want to go on maternity leave. Please, please check on that. But you don't actually have to, like, you don't have to tell them and give them this crazy six month leeway. You, you, you are, you don't, you do not have to do that. So only tell them when you're comfortable and ready. You can also like confidentially have a conversation with your HR like business partner before you talk to your your boss. But if you work in an environment where being seen as pregnant is being seen as unproductive, that is fucked yeah. and you should rethink your, your work choices. I told them literally right at the three month mark because again, I can't wait and I was just so excited. I will, I mean the same way that I would want respect from my company in terms of how they deal with my pregnancy. I also wouldn't want to leave if my company is a respectful place I wouldn't want to leave them high and dry yeah giving them like no notice so even though you're not obligated to like you if you want to not burn bridges and not kind of like fuck over your team you're you don't need to tell them at three months but you probably wouldn't want to tell them two weeks before no no that's putting them in a bad bad place but do your research depending on where you're at yeah you know okay so here's what I've been really wanting to know because I have a lot of I have a lot of anxiety about labor, but we're going to talk about labor another day. And then I have a lot of anxiety around like the symptoms because I know Mm -hmm. how shitty symptoms can be during different trimesters. Some people have such great pregnancies and then I've seen some people have terrible pregnancies. So it seems very hit and miss. But how how soon did you start having symptoms, if you remember? And what were they like for you? Okay, so full transparency, I was one of those really, really annoying pregnant women that had a very good pregnancy I didn't have morning sickness my biggest symptom so first trimester was fine I was all excited it's kind of like the honeymoon stage you're so so stoked second trimester I was hit with severe rage I feel so bad for (laughs) Gabe it's a goddamn miracle that man is still around and in my life because I was unhinged I was angry I was angry at work. Everything pissed me off that everyone did. Yeah. And it's hormones. It's the hormones surging yeah, through your it's, body. Hormones are fucked. Hormones are crazy. I did. I actually, my the first trimester, I did break out quite a bit along my uh, my jawline, jawline along or, my jawline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah, really, hormonal, really bad breakouts. Acne. Super bad hormone hormonal acne, and I do have a little bit of acne scars from that. But yeah, second trimester, extreme rage, like beyond. That's tough because I feel like <sighs> everyone is. I mean, listen, I don't want to be puking every day. That is for sure. And I feel like that is just a nightmare. It is my nightmare. But everyone is super like empathetic to that. I feel like it would be really hard to just be in a really shitty mood and really angry because people aren't empathetic to that. And they're not going to be like, oh, poor you in your anger. They're going to like react. Yeah. So that's really, that's kind of a tough symptom. 
I mean, you do get a tiny bit of a small free pass when you're pregnant. At least I did with with Gabe. But I hit it pretty well at work. Like, no one ever, like, called me out for being mean. But I just remember getting off Zoom calls and being like, that was fucking stupid. Like, more reactive. I don't know if you noticed anything. Was I any way with you? I really can't think of it. I I remember you were a lot more tired but I don't remember what semester that might've been third, third semester. Third trimester. And I just remember semester. The, the, like the, <laughs> did you say semester? <laughs> I, I might've said semester guys don't yeah. have a baby. I don't have a baby. I am. I am. <laughs> we are still in school. No, the third trimester I was exhausted. And the, and the brain fog. I remember you talking oh. a lot about like forgetting and brain fog and yeah. The brain, the baby brain is real. I was, it was really hard to be working and also brewing up a small child inside your belly and like remembering all the things you have to do as, as an adult. The brain frog was crazy. So that the happened. Brain frog. Brain frog. The Why brain can't we talk? Wait, I love that you said brain frog and brewing. Like, are you a witch? Are you a witch? And did you give birth to a baby witch? I did. In your cauldron. In my cauldron. Look out for her in the skies. Oh my God. No. The brain fog is real. So to recap, first trimester, acne, second trimester, brain fog and severe rage. Third trimester was brain fog and extreme exhaustion because yeah. the expansion that occurs in your body between the second trimester and the third trimester is wild. Something something fun that you can look forward to in your third trimester too is called round ligament pain and it's literally because your hips and your body and like all the ligaments oh. that are down there start expanding to make room for the baby so you you literally can like feel I just got phantom hip pain <laughs> your hips expanding no, yeah it's so it's so uncomfortable but yeah that's uh that was my experience a lot of other women like it's it's some have like severe weight gain because it's just the way your body decides to react to having a baby and that's okay. Like your body just needs to do what it's got to do. Okay. I feel like it's really, I don't know, taboo to talk about this, but like, I think that this is such a stressor for women. Like the weight gain, was it, was it what you expected? I have a very funny story for you about this. So we, we had just moved into a, a new apartment and there weren't a lot of mirrors. So when we went on our baby moon, we were staying at a hotel and it had one of those like floor to ceiling closet mirrors. And I had just showered and I was like putting lotion on or something and I had to grab something. So I left the washroom and passed by the mirror. And it was the first time that I had seen my full pregnant body naked and I lost it. I had like a full on freak out to Gabe because I was just like, holy fuck is that what I look like and I didn't even gain like full transfer I gained I think I gained about 35 pounds in my my pregnancy so I didn't gain an absorbent amount of weight but it was just so jarring to see yeah what I looked like and I'm not gonna lie guys it's it's pretty fucking crazy like it's crazy it was shocking for me just because I hadn't seen myself in basically like six months full frontal naked so to all of a sudden see like my hips, my thighs, my stomach, like it was, and my boobs, my boobs got so crazy big that I was just like, that's what I remember. Yeah. I remember seeing your photos of you in Montreal on your baby moon and you uploaded some, some photos in like a super cute dress. And I was like, her tits are 30 out of 10. They look fantastic. Like they She's were, crushing. Rest in just, peace, boobs. I miss you. But uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So I was. Honestly, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, man. I I feel like it's important, and I also want to say that just because I gained, you know, thirty five to forty pounds, but somebody else may have gained like seventy, that that's okay. Like as long as you're. Well, I don't want to say it's okay. You need to check with your doctor and make sure everything's okay. But as long as you're, you know, like 
talking to your medical professional, whether it's your doula, your midwife, your doctor, whoever it is that's with you on your journey and part of your yeah. your team, and they're aware of the changes that are happening with your body and you're communicating, like over communicate. If you're concerned about like anything that's happening to your body, please talk to yeah. someone about it because you, you never know. But I, I and think there is no normal. Like th- your doctors will help you with what's right for you. But like you're a what five foot three person. Five, if you gain seventy pounds, <laughs> you put five one. Five one. Yeah, I'm a little. Chipmunk. You're five one. You're yeah, a t- you're a little baby. You're a Polly Pocket. I'm a Polly oh Pocket. God, that's so but that's why the extra thirty five. But if you gained pounds, seventy pounds on yeah. a five foot one person, you would have been wider than you are tall. So like it's <laughs> going to be different, completely based on your like your structure, your, your composition. Type. Like it's all it's all good. It all your body will do what it's supposed to do, and I think that's. It's a hard thing and I hope that I can get to a point when I'm pregnant where I view it as like a beautiful miracle but that's probably going to take a bit of work because right now I'm just like I am I am going to struggle with dismantling all of the shit that women have to go through to be a certain way their whole lives and then all of a sudden it's like okay you're you're allowed to be this now yeah and it's like that's hard. It's hard. And I think you can have both thoughts. You can have both thoughts of this is a miracle. I'm so grateful to be pregnant. I'm very lucky. And you can have the thoughts of, holy fuck, I've gained 35 pounds, 40 pounds, and I look like a different human being. Another thing I will openly share that I was very, very paranoid about were stretch marks because I I have stretch marks. I'm a human being. I was so intense and religious about putting creams on my body during my pregnancy that I I don't know if it actually works there's different studies out there and whether or not it works but I didn't get any on my stomach I got some on my inner thighs and I was also really nervous about like the the sagging stomach that sometimes happens thank god nowadays things are normalized like blessed birds papaya and all those amazing people out there who are normalizing what a woman's body looks like like obviously my body is not the same as it was before I had a baby and it shouldn't be I'm not the same like I've I've changed as a human my body should change along with it but that was something I was really worried about I was lucky that didn't happen for me but I do notice I do have it's not as tight like my stomach is not as tight as it once was I don't know if it ever will be you know obviously none of us want to have any significant bodily changes if we can avoid them but when they happen you know it's not, it's your, not fault. your fucking fault and it's it's like a, a mark and a reminder of like what you've done to create yeah. a life so again hoping I can be accepting of whatever happens when it's my turn but it might also yeah. be really hard to do so but I'm well, glad well, I'm but even still like I said I put a million creams on and I still got stretch marks on my my thighs it's like, <laughs> hey you forgot you the missed thighs. the spot we'll you fucker there. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we shall give one to you on your oh, knee God. so sometimes it's inevitable but like I think the more women talk about it and the more they show it and the more we're open about it, the less it's going to be so taboo and jarring if it does happen. So hopefully me sharing this is a little bit helpful to somebody out there. A hundred percent. Were there any super wild things that maybe you didn't expect or didn't know about being pregnant that just surprised you? Yes. My nips were, okay, literally day to night, they went from like, regular shade of pink or whatever your nip color is to like literally dark 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 brown and I learned that the reason why that happened and they expanded like basically quadrupled in size they darken and expand so that the baby has an easier time finding your nipple and latching how cool is that the human body is so fucking cool like that is wild 
Another, yeah, another thing is you will essentially lose control of your bladder. So there, I remember third trimester, there was this one incident where I was working and I looked down at my chair and I was basically sitting in like a small pool of water and I was like, holy shit, my water just broke. So we get in the car, we arrange like a care for Rio, our dog, and I'm at the hospital and I'm like, okay, this is happening, this is happening. And the nurse comes in and she's like, um, so you peed yourself. Your water is still intact. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. But the worst part is I basically had to explain that to work because they all thought I was in labor because I was like, hey guys, water broke. I'm on my way. And then like I show up the Wait, next morning in my meetings hilarious. and they're like, oh, I thought what happened? And I was like, oh, false alarm. But like clearly they now know I peed myself. Haven't you guys ever <laughs> peed yourself? Come on. So yeah, you lose some, some bladder control. But I put up an Instagram story asking what some of you had experienced and a lot of people have had like uber sensitive nipples that also happened to me some people's feet grew like half a size crazy hair growth I learned the Mm -hmm. other day that your face can actually change like your nose expands I'm trying to look back at old photos to see if it happens if it if it happened to me I don't think it did but like sometimes your nose expands which might explain why other people wrote in saying that they had a really increased sense of smell Mm, oh yeah Maybe it's because like your body wants to make sure they can smell any bad food, like ro- spoiled or rotten food so that you don't hurt the baby. Who knows? True. Who knows? And then obviously hormones. Hormones are crazy. Crying at everything, rage, all the full yeah. gamut. So every day for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just your average day as a hormonal girly. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's so many changes the body goes through. It is, it is insane. And there's just, Ugh. okay way too much info out there the internet can be a bit of a scary place and like you can go down some rabbit holes on there so how without making yourself panic do you make sure that you're like doing all the right things during your pregnancy okay well I think it's totally normal to be overwhelmed at the beginning and be seeking out all this information I was doing that Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I was so panicked and paranoid in my first trimester because everything I read online was either really terrifying or really conflicting and I know this is a very sounds like a very blanket answer but you really just have to listen to your instincts I truly mean that and that was a lot of advice that people also wrote in that like women have been doing this for thousands of years women are like biologically hardwired hardwired to do this so just lean into what you feel is right for you and your body talk to your doctor talk to them about any concerns you have over communicate like I said before like try to do that before you google because usually when you google it's like you're dying your baby is in harm like something's happening so yeah well you you were saying at one point that you started putting your phone in a different room because otherwise you would late night google and go down like an anxiety spiral which is really scary and needs to be talked about because of course your first baby your first experience like there's going to be a lot of anxiety especially if we are as as we are predisposed to anxiety so like you had to literally take the phone out of your room and that is a good strategy for like not following down these these google holes i totally forgot about that you're right because i would sit there at night and panic we did have a scare we did um some tests in the first trimester and we did find there was something abnormal with mia's liver we were we were waiting on a lot of tests and that was also contributing to me kind of going a little insane and I remember even that I had a lot of shame I didn't tell a lot of people about that and I don't know why I hope if anyone's going through something similar don't be afraid to talk about it because it's so normal and so many people are going through the same thing that it's probably a relief if you bring it up but all this to say just try 
not to use Google at the end of the day because it, it's so stressful yeah. and you don't need the added anxiety stress. Is real. Yeah, you really don't. And if you need no other sign, consider the fact of the, how much your anxiety affects your baby in yes. your belly. Yes, Like That's stress and anxiety point. are hardcore. So like you can do all the right things and be trying so, so, so hard to like just be on top of everything. But in creating that extra stress for yourself, like you're accidentally creating like, a stressful environment for, for your baby too. So there's reasons for you for your own mental health to just you know try not to create a lot of unnecessary paranoia but also for the for the the babe it's actually your very first subtle lesson of parenting to learn to let go of things that aren't in your control and a lot of people had written in that their their biggest concern about pregnancy is the risk of losing the baby and and you know doing something wrong and at, at the end of the day to your point you could do everything right everything by the book and, you know, nature totally. is still going to throw a curveball at you and there's nothing you can do. So it's it's really a lesson of learning to accept what is and what's in your control yeah. and the things that you can do to, you know, make things as smooth and successful as possible, but also accepting, you know, things you, you can't change. That was so, 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 so beautifully said. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Was there any amazing advice that you received while you were pregnant from other parents? The best advice I ever received was from my oldest sister, Andrea, who had the groundbreaking advice of don't seek out advice. And I know that sounds crazy, (laughs) but she was, this goes up to that like intuition. She was literally like, you are going to, the second you find out you're pregnant, you're going to Google every friggin' thing. You're going to ask everybody for their opinion, but everyone's Mm -hmm. pregnancy experience, even their fertility experience is going to be different than yours. So if you've been having fertility challenges for a year, and you finally get pregnant, of course, you're going to be overly paranoid and you're going to want everything to go perfect. So best advice I had was just listen to your gut and your intuition. One of my I my friends that. at work had the same thing. She was like, we have been literally doing this for thousands of years. You know what to do. Like your soul, I know it sounds really frou-frou, but your soul knows what to do. So lean into that. Man, that's not frou-frou at all. That's literally... That's literally biology. That is how we're wired. Mm -hmm. We're not giving advice necessarily, but if you had any personal (laughs) recommendations of maternity must-haves and just things that might help expecting moms that helped you, what would they be? Okay. The number one thing that honestly helped me throughout every single trimester was exercise. Again, I didn't have morning sickness, so I was okay to to exercise throughout my pregnancy and I didn't have any, any issues, but I swore by some sort of movement every day whether it was walking not every day let's be real most days though like at least four to five <laughs> times a week I, if i'm if i'm being honest yeah. sometimes that was just walks but a lot of it was peloton i did a ton of low impact cycling rides because it's it's easy on your body you feel supported mm. exercise is key it helps you mentally we all know it's good for you clean beauty products I don't know if it actually physically helped me in my pregnancy, but it helped me mentally and it made me feel good. So I'll share some of my my favorites um, maybe on the in the show notes. Smoothies to get my greens in. I literally mm. hated vegetables. I forgot to mention that. That was one thing I, I didn't like. Loved carbs, specifically pumpernickel bagels, but getting my greens in was really hard. So I tried to have like a, a smoothie every morning just to have some sort of nutrition because otherwise I was eating bread and bagels. Dude. You just described my everyday life. <laughs> no, like I am I am wired to not really love vegetables right? and to really love carbs. So that is a great 
you don't need to be pregnant for that advice. No, anybody I'm going to get my greens in. And I love green smoothies for the most part. And as long as they don't taste like fucking grass. So well, love that. Because you can just you. You throw in a handful of spinach and like some cucumber in your smoothie. You can't even freaking taste it. So there you go. And then the oils and creams that I used was by a brand. I think they're a UK brand, but they're called Mama Mio. We'd imagine they just called it Mama Mia. And then I had a baby know. named Mia. I feel like that's probably why subconsciously we liked the name Mia because Mama Mio sounds like that's Mama really Mia. That's really cute. That's really cute. And then I have to shout out my pelvic floor physiotherapist, Jane Bai. She's on Instagram at pelvic pro. I'll link her in the show notes. She was incredible. She just helped me with like exercises and stretches to just prepare my body for labor. And I had yeah. like very minimal tearing. Again, we'll get into some labor stuff um, later on, but she really helped me not split my vagina into five pieces when I had my baby. So there you go. <laughs> I'm so glad. I am so fucking glad for anyone in my life that I love and don't love. I My only wish for them is that they don't split their vagina into five <laughs> pieces because it's honestly, no, it does sound really traumatic. And so I'm I'm glad that that did not happen. And shout out to pelvic floor physios for doing doing the lord's work doing the lord's work literally doing the lord's work <laughs> dude i feel like i just learned so so much thank you so much for sharing all of that there's a lot to know like obviously in terms of logistics and like what to expect but it's really nice to just also hear about some of the mindset stuff and some of the you know just struggles that women don't always feel like they can talk about so this was great i hope anyone who's approaching family planning or just you know newly pregnant trying to get pregnant trying to get it in wherever you're at Hopefully this helps yeah. you feel a bit more ready and a bit more comfortable. Yeah. And if anyone does have any questions and they want to DM me, I'm happy to chat with you. I'm an open book. I'll talk about anything. And I hope this was really helpful for people. So thank you to anyone who submitted their questions. Hopefully we answered all of them in this episode. And thank you for asking such great questions. No problem. If you guys have any other uh, topics that you want us to tackle in our Asking You for a Friend series, just hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you want to know about and we will get in the hot seat for you. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.